Every time I hear the gospel that Deacon Brian just proclaimed, I think of the example when my brother and I were teenagers, and you know when you're a teenager you like to sleep for about 12 hours, and your parents don't necessarily want you to sleep for 12 hours, even though we could use the excuse that we're growing and all that kind of stuff. Well, Dad didn't want us to sleep for 12 hours because the garden we had, which was pretty big, right in back of our house, needed to be weeded. Oh, boy. Like a day like today, go out and weed. It's not like 90 degrees, but the sun's hot, there's humidity and stuff. Oh, boy, isn't that fun? But there's one time, at least, that I was intrigued by the time that we had to weed the garden. So it was early in the growing season, and I was, I was down like this, I had to be, because the corn, maybe a little hard to see, but the corn was about this high. It was baby corn. And so, oh, there's a weed next to this corn plant that's coming up here, baby corn plant. I'm just going to take care of this weed right now. So it didn't take too much effort, so I pulled the weed out, and guess what happened? I, porn, I pulled the corn stalk out too. And it's like, oh, what happened here? And, and you kind of take a look at it, and that weed was nasty. Because what it had done is it was growing into the roots of the good corn stalk. I thought, my, isn't that clever? And this, this little baby corn plant really hadn't even lost the seed that it was growing from. It was that young, it was that vulnerable, and that weed was taking advantage of it even then. Okay, remember the parable that Jesus talked about, the weeds and the wheat? Okay, God's the farmer in this story. He's the one who planted the wheat. That means he created the world. He made it very, very good. God can't do anything except good. So he created the world very, very well, and he created you very, very well. Remember he said that he found you to be good, to be very good. And that's, that's what was growing in the world. And then all of a sudden, this nasty farmer got into the picture. That nasty farmer is called the devil. And what does the devil do but sow evil seed? That's all he can do, is sow evil. And the devil is very insidious, very clever. And so he sows the evil, and that evil entwines itself around the good. And evil desires to destroy the good to compromise the good that's found in the world, that's found in you and me. And at first, at first, sometimes it's hard to recognize the work of the devil because what's growing next to the wheat looks pretty similar. But then a little bit over time, you can see the difference. And the thing is, is that if, if somebody like God were to just go and rip out the weeds rip out the evil, then the good would be affected, could even be destroyed. So we live with good and evil 
in the world today. And one of the things that I want you to know is that the nature of evil, the nature of evil is parasitic. Evil is a parasite. It can't exist without the good. Bishop Barron used a comparison recently to say, you know, you've got a cavity in your tooth, that evil is the cavity in your tooth. And the cavity exists because your good tooth exists. And there's a great big mystery in terms of evil in the world today, the evil that we experience in our lives, the evil that we commit, the evil that others commit towards us. Because we ask the question, why is there evil in the first place? Why not just wipe it all out and start all over again? Well, I gave you one reason a little bit earlier in my homily. But then we also ask the question, I'm standing underneath the cross, Jesus died for our sins. He did conquer evil. He did conquer sin. He conquered death. He definitively did that. But the question becomes, well, why is God causing what he did to, to continue to be worked out in the world through space and time, today and into the future, until the harvest, until his second coming? Why not just say the cross just wiped all that evil out, and that's it? So there, there, there's a mystery in the evil that we experience. There's a mystery when we say, why is there war? Why is there famine? Why is there abortion and, and the other affronts to life where life is taken so wantonly and indiscriminately? Why is there sickness? Why is there pain that we experience? These are all what we say privations of a good, where there is a lack of good where evil exists next to the good. Why is that? And you know, I can't answer that completely. That's, that's a mystery to me too. It's a mystery to the church. But here's what some great theologians say, and this is not just some, something to kind of pacify us. This is, this is after real profound thought, and it's, it's something that we can take home and think about long and hard. But some great theologians like St. Augustine or St. Thomas Aquinas would say that we experience evil in the world even now, the weeds among the wheat, that God permits that to happen. He doesn't will it to happen. And if he permits it to happen, it's for a greater good. That God will bring about sometime, maybe it's at the harvest, at the end of the world, God will bring about a greater good because we experience evil now. That's something to think about. That's something to chew on. It's not going to be 100% satisfactory, but it is part of the mystery of the life that we live today. Christ conquered evil, but yet there's still evil in the world. All right, since I can't answer that question satisfactorily, although you guys have about two weeks starting now, we can break for lunch and supper, but if you got like two weeks right now, we can open up the books, the theological books, and we can talk about that. But we probably don't, we don't have the time to do that right now. That's understandable. So, so what I'd like to do is, is to, to bring this homily of mine to a conclusion by suggesting and offering this to you. We do have, within our faith, ready for this, spiritual herbicide herbicide that's good for the environment, meaning the good for our souls. 
And this spiritual herbicide can be directed at the, the weeds that we find in our lives. Now, what is this spiritual herbicide that we can use, that we can live by? Very obvious, but yet it calls for us to review it. One of the greatest spiritual herbicides to evil that we experience in our lives is the Eucharist. Remember what Jesus said about himself. I, my, my, drink, eat my bread, body and drink my blood, and you will have my life within you. Eat my body and drink my blood, and you will have my life within you. Every time that we commune with Jesus, every time that we receive him within ourselves, that's a spiritual herbicide that addresses the good, but also the evil that we find in our lives, the sinfulness that we find in our lives, and the evil that we experience in the world. Staying close to Jesus and receiving him personally in the Eucharist is very powerful indeed. Coming right on its heels is the sacrament of penance, where we go and we confess the evil that we've committed through commission or omission in our lives. That's a powerful spiritual herbicide too, because we receive the love, mercy, and forgiveness, the clemency of God, Jesus, on the cross. And remember Pope Francis, and this is kind of a big theme for him, at least it was during the first part of his pontificate. He said that the sacrament of penance is the medicine for the soul that we need. Because when we experience evil or do evil in our lives, that's hurtful. It hurts us, hurts other people. And when we're, it makes us sick, if you will, spiritually. Could physically, too. But when, when we're sick, we need medicine. And the sacrament of penance is powerful medicine indeed. And the one-two punch of penance and the Eucharist, wow. Beautiful and profound. Here's another thing, too. This is, this is obvious, but, but again, it bears repeating here. And that, remember how Jesus taught us how to pray. And ultimately, I'm saying we need to pray. But remember how Jesus taught us how to pray? Our Father who art in heaven, you know the prayer. Okay, so what we're saying in the Our Father is you're God and I'm not Almighty God. I recognize that I'm not God. I recognize I need you. I recognize there are needs in my life and you can fulfill those needs. Feed me in terms of what I need in my life and, 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 and forgive me and help me to forgive others. Here it comes again. Forgive me and help me to forgive others. That spiritual medicine that combats evil. And spare me from being tested by evil. Spare us, deliver us from the evil that we experience in the world. If we pattern our prayer like that, then that orients us to God the way we need to be. And also, it opens us for God to be communicating to us the good, as well as pointing out to us, hey, know that thing there in your life? This is something that's, that's hurting you, and, and it needs to change. You need to confess it, or whatever he might say to you. Prayer, and good prayer. And then, this is a harder one. I admit it. It's hard for me in my life. But sometimes we suffer because of evil, because of our own choices that aren't good, that could be bad choices. Or it could be because of the choices of other people who are directly in our lives or not directly in our lives. Or it could be because we are omitting, are failing to do something that we really should. 
And there can be suffering in our lives because of that evil. And, and one of the things, if, that's, if that does occur, if that does occur, one of the spiritual herbicides that we can use to address that is to say, you know, Jesus, I know that you suffered on the cross for evil and for my sins and that of others. And I would like to give you my suffering to use it for what? The good of other people. Maybe even the good of me, Lord. But use that suffering for the good of other people or for the good of me. And God's the only one. He's the only one, just go to the cross to see this, where he can take suffering and bring good out of it. He's the only one that can do that. And sometimes suffering, as unpleasant as it is, suffering is a way of being that spiritual herbicide against evil. Okay, we've considered today that parable, simple but complex, we can see that now, of the weeds and the wheat. Always when you contemplate that, when you see weeds in the world as well as the wheat, when you experience evil in your life and that from others or of others, don't concentrate solely on that. Look first to the victory of Christ on the cross. Look first there, because this is the truth, and this is the ultimate good, which will never be conquered, never be denied to you, and never be defeated. By the word of the cross, we have been saved. Evil is in the world, but shall never prevail.